get into John chapter 17. I want to talk about we are stronger together. Everybody say that with me. We're stronger together. We're stronger together. Say it again with me. We're stronger together. We're stronger together. There's a design, I think, that we've got to realize and understand that the world has or the enemy has, and that is to separate us and to bring us apart and and to separate uh, the head from the body. Come on, somebody. To separate the leaders in your life from people in your life, to separate you, to isolate you. And we want to talk a little bit about that today. And in John chapter 17, um, he talks a little bit about community. Everybody say community. So there is community, and that's the thing. Not only we are stronger together, and those of you that are joining us online, we're stronger together. It's great that you're joining us online, but the best thing that you cannot substitute is being on, on site. Amen? Is being on site and being here and receiving that worship like the worship that... God just love it, man. It just, God begins to move some things and challenges some things. So I hope I'm going to give you a few, a few points today, and I want you to be able to take a look at it. We're going to have the worship team come up and send us out with a shout, amen. But right now, let's just take a look at the Word of God. If you've got your Bibles, you've got your iPad, your phone, go ahead and look up John chapter 17. Because this was really Jesus, and it was a prayer of unity. It was about a prayer of community. It was about, it was about what Jesus was saying to his disciples. And as we look at that, John 17, verse 20 through 23, he says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who will always believe in me. Through their word, he says, they may what? That they may all be one. Everybody say one. He, his prayer was that the community would be one, that we would be together, even as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, so that the world may believe that you sent me. So when we look at this per, first part of the scriptures, his prayer was for unity. His prayer was for community. His prayer was for us to be able to come together. Let's look at verses 22 and 23. It says, the glory which you have given me, I have given them that they may be what? One. Say that with me. That they may be one. Say it with me. That they may be one. He was saying that those disciples may be one. And he goes on and he says, just as we are one. Jesus was one with the Father. Jesus, the disciples were one with Jesus. Are you with me? The Holy Spirit is one. How many of you know the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father are one? So he goes on and he says, just as we are one. I in them you in me, that they may be perfected in what? Unity, so that the world will know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. All I know is that during this difficult time of this, this virus thing, that, that you have to know that people are going to begin to turn to Jesus. We talked about it Sunday that the leper came to Jesus. We talked about it Sunday that the centurion came to Jesus. That there are people out there that they're running away from God and it's time for them to, to run to God. Can I get an amen? It's time for them to begin to now start seeking those things. And it's up to us as, as disciples, as a community, as the body of Christ to be able to come together and say, you know what? We need to be able to be seeking God. Right now is not the time to walk away from God. It's the time to walk to God. Can I get an amen? 
Come on, I got a live audience here today, and I've been waiting on you guys for how many weeks? Six weeks, basically, to get here so I could get an amen. amen. All right, now we're in the right church. <laughs> so he wants them to be one. He wants you to be one. He wants you to be able to come together and for us to come together in unity. Do you know how powerful this morning was in the worship? Do you know how powerful it's going to be in your life? Do you know how powerful it's going to be this week when you've come in you said, Look, I've held myself up to the Lord. I've worshipped the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings and God is doing something mightily inside of me. Okay. See, there's a, a war raging against this prayer. They're, they're raging against this prayer, this war that's against this prayer, because the enemy wants to cause a disconnect. There wants to be a disconnect. If you get disconnected, you will not be as stronger as you are together. Oh, come on, somebody. See, I am weak by myself. But when I look around and I, and I know that you got my back and that you're praying for me and that you're lifting me up and I know that you're there for me and that I know those things are happening in your life and we're doing the same for you, all of a sudden we realize that, wait a minute, it's not about me, amen? It can be about you, but it's really got to be about Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. So it's about that. And when I'm praying for Cole and I'm lifting him up, he's got to know, even if he may not know at that moment that I'm praying for him, but he knows he's part of a community and that community is lifting you up. When all of a sudden you are weak and you don't know how to get out of bed or you don't know how to take another step, all of a sudden there's a burst of something that takes place and you're like, "Woo! I think somebody's praying for me today because now I can get up, I can go to work, I can face what I have to face i can overcome what i have to overcome because i'm part of a community hallelujah so we see in the scriptures from the very beginning there was the fall in the very beginning there was a fall then there was the restoration that god restored right he began to restore and then we began to start seeing not only that there was a covenantal community so we see the fall we see the restoration and we see the covenantal community. Lon, it not, it's not just you by yourself. There's many things you can do by yourself, and you're pretty awesome at doing those by yourself, but you need other people around. There's times where we got to have other people in our lives. There's times that's the way God's made, God's made it. It's not individually. See, community is absolutely critical. And what's happening is the enemy's trying to isolate us. He's trying to get us apart. Churches can't meet. They can't get together. You know what I mean? But guess what? He forgot about the very thing the internet was for. Then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden there's a gospel. Do you know that three week, or six weeks ago that there was more churches online than ever before? Now all of a sudden, do you know that the churches took over the airwaves? Yeah. Yeah. On Sunday mornings when people started doing stuff, it's like, wait a minute, I can't get online. Why? Because the churches have taken it up. Can I get an amen? So the gospel was being preached. It was being promoted. See, when we talk about community, and I want to talk with you guys about community, and especially I want to talk with you guys at home. There's many of you I know at home that are like, I, I really am ready to come to church, Pastor. I'm really ready to sit in the chair because they want to see your face. You may not even talk to Mario. You may see him. Uh, may, weeks may go on that you've seen him, but you may not have spoke to you. But you know that's a brother of your community. 
You know that you're part of that. Glenn say, I've missed you, girl. I've missed you. You know what I mean? And we can look at each and every one of you and go, we missed you. We've missed you. We've missed you. Missed you. We've missed you. Missed you. Missed you. Missed you. Missed you. You know, Shelly's like, I want to get my hand on him. I want to give him a hug. There'll be a time. There'll be a time for that, right? There's, so I want you to understand that you have to make a choice. I want to thank you for the choice that you made today. You will not regret, Mario, that you came today. Because you are involved in this community, even when you live in Oklahoma City and you're going to college. You know what I mean? There's a community that's part of there. There's a community, Cole, that loves you and prays for you and lifts you up. Even though you may not know that on a daily basis, you've got to know in your spirit that that community is still there. And that's the thing about community. You know what about community? It can be messy, can it? Oh, man. Pastor just messes up stuff, doesn't he? I mean, it's just like, you know, he's preaching on this. And then the, the Holy Spirit begins to convict you, not condemn you, but convict you that things need to be changed in your life. And you're like, okay, listen, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I'm in Christ Jesus. And if you're feeling a little, uh, a little oomph, it's a conviction of the Spirit of God saying you better be careful where you walk. You know what I mean? And they take your shoes off and go out in the sticker patch and you got to be careful where you walk. But it's that conviction of God. But it's messy. Community can be messy. Community can be confusing. I was confused this morning. I wanted to hug you. I wanted to give you a fist bump. I wanted to give you a high five. I wanted to say, oh. I looked at you over there and I was like, man, I want to, never mind. I can't, I can't touch him. You know what I mean? You can't touch this. <laughs> It's, it's, community can be messy. We're not sure what to do. You guys come in. Can I sit here? Can I not sit here? Who do I sit close to? Who I don't sit close to? Have I got the right distance? Nice distancing over here. You know, nice distancing over here. Families can come together. Do I get this? Do I get that? It's all different. It can be messy. Com community can be messy. Community be, can be slow. It's slow. It's like turning a big, huge ship. You know what I mean? The, the speedboat can turn on a dime. My jet skis, I can turn them babies on a dime, right? It's like, you know, but you got a big, huge ship. It's like turning that thing. You could turn six different times and do 12 different donuts by the time that one big ship makes one turn. So community can be messy. Mary, it's messy. It's, it's, just, it's just messy. And then we, we can deal with community. But we know not only it's messy, it's slow, it's difficult. But it's all about submitting to each other. It's all about humility. It's all about being about Jesus and not about us. Come on. But I want you to know this. We are stronger together. Turn to somebody around you there and say, we are stronger together. Turn, tell them, say, we are stronger together. We are stronger together. See, independence, independence is a killer. Independence is a killer. The virus has killed some people. But the independence is a killer. It may not kill you physically, but it'll kill you emotionally. It'll kill you spiritually. It'll drain you. And the enemy wants to isolate you. And he wants to put you aside. But you want, I want you to know that there's a war against that isolation. And I'm thankful that we're at a point now we can finally come together. Amen. And we can finally begin together and rally together as a community. But there's a war against that. Let me give you a scripture real quick. And I don't know if I gave it to you up there. But Proverbs, Proverbs 18.1. Proverbs 18.1. And it says, He who separates himself seeks his own desire and he quarrels against all sound judgment. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. Are you with me? 
and then he won't operate or ask for sound judgment. He'll separate you. The enemy will get you separated. Oh, come on, somebody. I can tell you because there was times that I felt like I was separated and nobody cared about me, which is a lie. There's a time where I was lonely and by myself and I thought, nobody, I didn't matter. My life doesn't mean anything, which is a lie. Because Proverbs 18.1 says, if I separate myself, I'm going to quarrel against sound judgment. And Debbie, I'm separated. And Debbie says, Pastor, we love you. We want you to come. I miss you. You have time for me today. Let me call you. Let me lift you up. I'm praying for you. And all I do is if I'm isolated, I don't want her sound judgment. I separate myself from that. And guess who I hear then? I hear the enemy. I don't hear the voice of God because God is calling. In community, we're not to be separated. We're to be together. We need each and every one of you. The gifts and the talents. Well, I don't do much. I don't do... You sitting in that chair is like bringing in a lantern light. Do you know, years ago, I heard a story about in England where they did, before they had electricity invented, that the congregation, the parishioners would come in and they would bring a light with a lantern, right? With a, that they would light it. It was a candle and they would light it and they would bring it in. And coal, they would hang it on the wall. And everywhere they hung it on the wall, there would be light. So when all everybody was together, the room was lit up. But they knew that this was the lamp spot for Cole Marlat. And there's the lamp spot and Cole's not here today. How did they know? Because it wasn't lit. You bring a light. And when you're here, you bring that light. You bring that light with you. And you don't realize it, see? And that's why there's a battle in the morning. <laughs> Especially Sunday morning, right? McKeely, Sunday morning, I don't want to get up. Well, I want to sleep in. You could have slept in four other days of the week, but you weren't ready to. But come Sunday morning, come on, somebody, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, man, I want to sleep in. Now all of a sudden I want to sleep in. Why? Because he doesn't want you to bring the light. He wants you to stay isolated. He wants you to, to, to be by yourself so you won't adhere to sound judgment. So when I think about that, I, I think of the last few months. The last few months has caused isolation. Whether we've wanted it to or not. Just being obedient, doing what we think was right, you know what I mean? And trying to flatten the curve. But isolation brings loneliness. Isolation can cut you off from an anointing. Oh, come on, somebody. Isolation not only cuts you off, but you, when you look at the context of Christianity, it works in community. It works in community. So let me, let me give you a couple of things real quick. You can go online. You can get teaching. I'm telling you, there is nothing you can't get out there online. Preaching, teaching, there's preachers and teachers so much better than I'm ever a preacher and teacher. But you can't get what you guys are getting today because we're in the middle of a community today. And you're receiving something from the Lord today in a way that you won't get it online. Can I get an amen? We love online. We love that, that people are able to do that online. But there's nothing that you're going to hear right here, right now. Right here, right now, when the worship is playing, when, when you're hearing the Word of God, God is moving, the Holy Spirit is moving some things. You know why? Because we are stronger together. Say that with me. 
We are stronger together. One more time. We are stronger together. Don't ever, 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 ever forget that. The enemy's going to lie to you and say, oh, they aren't stronger together. You're stronger by yourself. We're stronger together. Amen? So tell somebody with you. Say, I need you. Around there. Say, I need you. I need you. My life's better because of you. Amen? Because of the challenges and the difficulties and the hurts and the pains that you go through, but also the joys and everything else that you go through. Do we have any fishermen here? Anybody like to fish? A few hands looking around. Okay, like fishermen. All right, good. You like to fish. Listen, the boat motor is designed to run in water. The boat motor is designed to run in water. So if you're a fisherman or, or you just, you know, like to water ski, you take that boat motor out of the water, what happens to it? It'll burn up. It may not burn up in two seconds, but I'll bet you in a few minutes it'll burn up. So that's what I'm saying. Christianity, we need to be like that boat motor, but we need to be in the water. And as a believer and follower of Christ, I need to be able to be in the water. I need to be with other believers. I need to be, even if you don't believe exactly like me, it doesn't matter. I need a community that's there. I need somebody that'll say, look, I love you no matter what. Even though we're focusing on faith or we're focusing on, on hope or we're focusing on love or whatever it is that God's got you focusing and dealing with now and what walks of life you come from. It's, it's about this, like, kind of like that, that motor, that, that, that motor got to run. It, it has to sit in the context of water to sustain life. It has to sustain life, but it has to sit in the context of water. The boat out of water is just going to burn up. You can't separate Christianity from community. Think about that. You can't separate Christianity from community. That's why the world likes to bring in sporting events and say, that's your religion. That's like the world likes to bring in other things and say, well, that's your religion. Because people want the community. Are you with me? But the community needs to have Christ in the community. Come on, somebody. And there has to be unity within the community. Can I get an amen? The question that I want to ask you, who's your father's? Who's your mother's? Who's speaking into your life? Who's, who's in that community? What's going on in there? And I know Gary's had some struggles. He knows I've had some struggles. You know what I mean? But I can see him and I know that he's part of the community. And he knows that I'm part of the community. Come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden we know that we can glean off each other's struggles. And he knows he's going to make it. He knows he's going to get through it. Come on, somebody. I know I'm going to make it. Why? Because I've watched him make it. And I'm going to make it. And if he can do it, I can do it. And if you can do it, I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. It's the way God set it up. There's some people that's just like, me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. It's going to make some people mad. I'll probably get some texts on, me and Jesus. I just need me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. There was a time where I thought, I'll try that. Me and Jesus. Me and Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. Our Holy Spirit tells me what to do. Really? Then why does he have five-fold ministry and one of them's a teacher? I've had people tell me. Oh, I don't need a teacher. Holy Spirit teaches me. Yeah, he teaches me too. But there's fivefold ministry in there, and I think it's apostles, prophets, and teachers, and pastors, and evangelists. Are you with me? 
So it's like we, we need that. Why? We need that because God put it in his word. We need not only we need, I need I need Jeremy to teach me. There's things I don't know that, that he's been able to teach me and help me with and learn. And I've watched it. These, these guys have raised five kids or they're raising five kids. I, I got a little heart for you guys because I'm the youngest of five. I was the youngest of five. I was the baby. Yeah, and all the others thought I'm favorite. That's right. That's what happens. They all think that. Don't matter about that. It, just, just don't worry about it. But we are stronger together. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Let me give you this scripture. He says, if, if you're presenting your offering at the altar and that you remember your brother who has something against you, see how important this community is. He says, leave your offering there before the altar. You guys know this scripture. Leave your offering there before the altar and go and reconcile with your brother. Are you with me? And then he says, do what? Then come back and present your offering. We've probably never looked at it in the context of community. Me and Jesus, it's me and Jesus, it's me and Jesus. Well, Jesus is saying if there's an issue, go get the community right before you come back to the community. Hello? Are you with me? Me and you, but it's just me and Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. I'm good with just me and Jesus. Okay, you'll be good with just you and Jesus. But that's the enemy trying to isolate you by yourself. There may be good for a time. There may be setting yourself apart for a time. I'm not, it's not coming against that. I'm just saying that if it's you and Jesus and you don't need any more, that's not what the Bible says. He had disciples around him. There were times where he had to slip away and pray. Are you with me? But he had the disciples around him. He was in community all the time. We see a picture of it for two and a half, three years, or three and a half years where Jesus was in a community. Are you with me? Because he knows we need a community. He says, put your community on hold, get things right, and come back into the community with your brother. So that's how important community is. Let me give you five reasons real quick. I'll look at the time. Let me give you five reasons real quick why community works. Why does community work? The first thing is that, is that their strength comes through the community. Strength. Everybody say strength. Strength comes from the community. I'm going to be stronger today than I was this morning when I came in here. I don't know about you, but I came in to receive something. I came in in a community. I came in just to see your faces. I came in because we miss you. I came in because we love you. And when I look at that, I'm like, that's it. That's, that's it. That's what about community is right now. It comes through community. In Proverbs 13, 20, it says, He who walks with wise men will be wise. If you walk with wise men... You will be wise. I want to walk with wise men. You will be wise. I think it works the same way. If you walk with Weisenheimers, you're going to be a Weisenheimer. Come on. Are you with me? So he says that, you know, we got a Western mindset. I got this Western mindset. I'll do it myself. Hey, if you won't help me, I'll do it myself. I'll figure a way to do it. And how many of you know it works better in the context of community? It's hard to work cattle, isn't it, Harold, by yourself? <laughs> It's hard to get them ready to go to market by yourself. You know, you've got to have other people helping you in everything that you've got going on. So that Western mindset we got, the truth is, it's not biblical. If you want to be by yourself and isolate by yourself, it's not biblical. It's not a biblical mindset. Okay? There is um, the trees. I think of them. I love them. They're, they're, they're 300. I think the tallest one is 390 feet tall in California. 
the the redwoods. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know that their tap root in the and the tap root only goes down six feet? But do you know that the roots that run horizontal go over 250 feet? Because here's what happens. When that tree that's planted and it can grow so tall is because of not just that tap root that pulls the water in, but it begins to put out its roots and feelers. And then there's another tree that what? 200 yards or 200 feet away that all of a sudden it intertwines with that. And it intertwines with this one. And it intertwines with the one here. And it intertwines with this one. Why? Because it's 300 foot tall, but 250 feet can come out here. And all of a sudden, it intertwines with coal. Are you with me? And then when the wind blows and the storm is going and things are in a difficult place, one tree begins to, to, to waver. Guess what? The other trees hunker down and they hold it through the storms. Oh, come on, somebody. It's about community that you have it. This community is going to make you stronger than you were without the community hallelujah come on can i get an amen am i in the right church number one strength comes through community number two real quick there's safety in community proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance the people fall but in the abundance of counselors there is victory v-i-c-t-o-r-y 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 right victory Y'all do that? Y'all probably don't do that one. Y'all still do that? You got to update that one, I guess. Proverbs 15:22. It says, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. Proverbs 24, 6 says, for the wise guidance, you will wage war. And in abundance of counselors, you will have what? Victory. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. I don't want to leave y'all out in the community. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. V-I, Macy. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. <laughs> victory we're going to have victory you want to hear the lord you want to be able to hear the timing of the lord you we need to be able to stay within community you get outside community i'm telling you i've been outside community and i've made some really unsafe decisions can i get an amen i'm going to have you if you will get mother on the phone right here the third one is god speaks through community number three is god speaks through community he wants to speak through community there's some things that are going to be talked about today. There's some things that are going to be told today. There's going to be some things that you want to be part of a community because all of a sudden there's going to be a word, and that's a prophetic word. We really believe in the prophetic here. We believe in the apostolic and the prophetic and the teaching and the pastors and the evangelists. We believe in the, the fivefold ministry and that prophetic word that comes forth. Prophetic words are not positivelys. They are possibilities. You have a place to play within that prophetic word. But prophetic words, when we look at that, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says God is speaking through his people. And it's the way God begins to speak. God will, will speak. Paul says that I, want, I wish that you would all prophesy. So um, is she, have you got her yet on the line? We're going to pull up Pastor Virginia, get her. She's on the line listening. I know it's delayed a little bit, so she's probably waiting on, on us to call. But she's got a prophetic word that the Lord's given her. And how many of you know, I'm, we're going to have her give it over the phone for the community. Amen? Virginia, are you there? Hello, are you there? Are you ready? Can you hear me now? Hello, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Talk. Speak. 
I'm here. Okay. We have just talked about that God speaks through community, and you're part of the community. We're, can Hello? you hear me? Okay, would you give us your prophetic word to the, those in the community that are listening? Okay. Can you hear that? Okay, I'm going to give it. Okay. Jerry, turn that off. She's please. listening to the. Online, it's delayed. I don't know if you know that. It's a few few minutes or a few seconds delayed. unusual, hard, and different. I've always been beside you, lifting you, encouraging you, and guiding you. We are a family, a community of believers. And when we're in trouble, we help each other. When one leans on me, it affects more. When more lean on me, it changes, it affects, it enlightens the entire group. As you are my family, remember, it just takes one to begin leaning, to begin searching, and others will follow. God says today, don't be caught up as a group or individual with all the world is talking about. Do not be alarmed. Do not fear. I am God, and I know the beginning and the end. This is a time of trusting me totally. I will take care of you. And your family. Have I not said, follow me, seek me, and you will surely find me. As you come together as a community, remember you are mine. A community is a feeling of belonging we're in the community called the body of Christ. God has a cord wrapped around us, and the cord is called the love of God. We have joined the family of God, and we have been placed by God in the body of Christ. We are all wrapped up together. All ages, all colors, all one body, one community, one family. We are wrapped with God's cord. We have specific things in common. We have the love of God. God says, come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. All I have is free. All I am, all I have, I give to you, my family. 
Amen. Thank you, Mother. We love you. We bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that word. Hallelujah. See, as God gives you words, our goal is for you to write those down. We have others that get a prophetic word while I'm preaching, teaching, whatever might be worship. And we ask you to write that down and, and submit it to us because we love to hear it. We love to read it. We love to, to, to war over it. We love to pray over it. But how many of you know not only that there is, is uh, strength in community, there's safety in community, but God speaks through community. But number four, everybody say number four. Courage comes through community. And they're like, well, in community, I can learn. Yes, you can learn. That's great. And we want you to learn, and we want you to continue to grow. But how many of you know, so when you're isolated by yourself, you don't have courage to step out. When you're in community, we want you to dream big. <laughs> Some people take it literally, which is great. And they step out, and they start dreaming big. I was thinking about David and Shauna, that, that it's, like, it's like, I'm dreaming big. I'm dreaming big. I'm going to step out. When you're in community, all of a sudden courage can come and you step out. You know, Peter stepped out of the boat. He was the only one that walked on water and the other ones were looking at him. The rest of the community was looking at him. But I want to know here, I'm telling you, get out of the boat. Walk on water. Begin to step out and walk in to what God has for you because you're part of a community that will be like Jesus and say, Oh, when you get your eyes taken off Jesus, ooh, let's, let's catch you. Let's get you back up. Jesus was like, Peter... Come on, let me get you back in the boat. That you want to be able to dream big. So number three, not only or number four, is there's courage that comes from, from community. You gotta get more courage. I'm gonna have the worship team come on up if you guys will. You gotta get courage. You gotta have courage to step out. You gotta have courage and you gotta have strength to be able to do those things. And it can come through community. I don't know, David, what do you think? Should I do this? I don't know, Debbie, what do you think? Should I do this? I don't know, Lon, what do you think if we do this? And all of a sudden we start talking, and all of a sudden courage starts coming in, and they're like, I think I can do this. Not only can I be a conqueror, I can be more than a conqueror. Not only that I can be victorious, I can be victorious in Christ Jesus. And that's part of community. The fifth thing, number five, real quick, and we'll finish up, is ministry is birthed out of community. In Acts 13, Paul, he was sent out of the community. Are you with me? There was a community of believers that he was like, they need, we need to send him out. So they sent him out. They sent him out. They sent him out of community. He went because he was sent. Oh, come on, somebody. He went because he was sent. He was sent out of that community. The Holy Spirit wouldn't allow him to go to certain places, which that's fine. But he was obedient to the Holy Spirit. But before that, he was sent out from a community. He wasn't just me and Jesus. I heard from Jesus. I got to do this. And he began to step out because the Bible's designed for us to be walking in community. It's designed for us to be like those redwood trees that the roots have grown together. Like those trees that are there. See, Peter and Paul, they used to give input back and forth. Sometimes when you read the word Mario, you think you're reading about Paul and you're thinking it's like two weeks after he got converted. But the time that he got converted to the time he and Peter were arguing about some different things, who's supposed to do what, there was a 20-year period in there where there was maturity in us. See, when God wants to send you out, he wants to send you out from the community. When he wants to send you forth, you were sent forth for community. I was thinking about some of the, the graduates when we pray over them and send them out. It's not just me doing it. It's not just Jesus doing it. It's the community sending them out to be 
who God's created them to be, to operate the way God's created them to operate. So we've got to, you've got to allow people to give you feedback, even though it's sometimes it's not real good. I try to give people ask me for feedback. I try to give it to them, but I'm not real good at it sometimes because I can come over harsh. Are you with me? I can come over condemning. I don't mean to be, but sometimes I can be sharp with my words. Oh, you y'all know what you're talking about. Y'all, y'all do the same thing. Sometimes we get sharp and we don't really mean it. It's like, ah, it's out. I can't get it back. But when we love each other in community, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay, you guys ready? Go ahead. I'm going to tell you a story. We were set in as pastors. We were set in as pastors. And Glenn was struggling with that 22 years ago. Because the enemy was trying to disconnect him out of the community. And I went to him and I said, you know, basically, I can't remember if I washed your feet or we got together and it was just like, let's pray together. Because I knew the enemy was trying to isolate him out of community. And that's what happens sometimes. He tries to isolate you out of that community. And we, it's been 22 years we've walked together. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. And there isn't anything I wouldn't go for you. And there, it's the same way. There's many of you that are here that we're there. We've, we know it's community. I don't know how to tell you how much I love you at times. I don't know how to say it. And, and there's times where it's like, don't make any coffee today. And it was tough because you're used to making coffee for everybody because you love the community. And it's hard to say, don't make coffee for them. Don't do this for them because we're walking in the things that we're walking in. But it's going to change and and the community loves you and the community needs you and you've been faithful with the community and you've been doing everything that's been done for years and years and years. I can come in in the morning and not have to worry about the coffee because you got it taken care of. I can come in in the morning and the lights are on and the heat's going and all sorts of stuff. The worship team comes in and Debbie and, and Glenn are the first ones that are here. We were here this morning looking over some stuff and setting up some things that, I don't know what time it was, 7.30 or 8 or whatever. And then here comes Glenn and Debbie coming in because it's part of the community. They want it to be good for you. They want it to be nice for you. They want you to be comfortable so you don't have to worry about things and you can begin to receive what the Lord's bringing through this community. And we love you and we bless you and we thank you for that in Jesus' name. So there's strength that comes through community. There's safety that comes through community. There's God speaks through community. There's courage that comes through community. And ministry is birthed out of community. Let's just begin to worship the Lord. And let's go home with with the Lord's blessing upon our lives today. Because community, we can do more together than we can by ourselves. We are stronger together.